time to get geeked up. Time to get geeked up to stand up comics telling you what's up in movies and TV. I know you could feel me. Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on yet. And if you are hooked, we're gonna go and take a closer look. And no show's the same. We always got a different game. Always got a different game. Hey, hey, it's time to get geeked up. What's going on, geeks? Welcome to the Geeked Up Podcast, Life in Coronaville. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is Mr. Social Distance himself, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the show, everybody. Believe it or not, we're still quarantined after all this time. <laughs> yeah, phase one or not, I'm uh, I'm not letting you in my house anymore. We've uh, <laughs> They invented Zoom for a reason, and, and so I don't have to clean up before the podcast. Honestly, man, we don't have a patio set up for the studio, so we can't uh, do this one outside. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We don't have our outside podcasting license by the city, but uh, they're hoping to expedite things here in Coronaville. And <laughs> we can take this well, to the park. On? It's been, uh, what, I guess just two months now, maybe a little over two months, and we're still, uh, life's still not quite back to normal. Uh, Obviously, you can tell from my audio that I'm, like we said, we're still uh, doing this thing over Zoom. Well, uh, now we're doing it over Zoom, as you might be. Uh, I think we just debuted the Zoom podcast just last episode, I think, or whatnot, after doing the phone uh, 1990 talk for a while. But I'm still trying to figure out how to replicate a phone voice, but yeah. this is my try uh, but uh, yeah, we've been using the Zoom. We figured we'd techn- catch up with technology. So even on our Netflix and chat, we did it for our Black Mirror Bandersnatch episode. We chose Zoom when, uh, uh, in, in our geeked up Bandersnatch podcast, Choices of yeah. Life. It was phone or we, Zoom. This time we clicked we Zoom. Zoom. We're going to see if we get to brawl with the psychiatrist over a, a nunchuck fight with the shrink and wind up in a Netflix movie, but... Uh, uh, hilariously enough, as we're joking about this, Devin has froze his screen. <laughs> so, quite literally, the artificial... We're going to wait and see him come back and get what his natural audio is coming back to see if he makes the same joke I did. So, any minute now, he should be clicking in. But you can't fuck with this... Uh, uh, you can't fuck... Yeah. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right as we start joking around about it, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom gods Honestly. throw us off, I, or the uh, uh, the Bandersnatch gods. <laughs> yeah. should, should you call Sorry, me up man. now? Did they just auto-correct us? And uh, are you sure you want to do this podcast via Zoom? Yeah, really. Be careful what you say about Zoom. We're always listening. Jesus, <laughs> classic Bandersnatch. Classic Bandersnatch. But that's what we watched on Netflix and chat. Uh, we've been doing these Coronaville episodes. And I guess just to uh, get into this one, you know. And as well, because... of course, we've actually, uh, not to cut you off, but as well, of course, we've been using the Zoom on our weekly Zoom room. So definitely Obviously. check that out. Every Friday night, 8 o'clock, baby. Well, we split the code on the Facebook page. Of course, you can email us in if you don't follow us on Facebook at the Geek Up Podcast at gmail.com. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the Geeked Up. Got to put that the in there. And that's for this, the Geeked Up podcast. Uh, if you're looking for the other, the Geeked Up podcast, uh, uh, just search the Geeked Up podcast and try to decipher <laughs> us from the other Geeked Up podcast, of course. But I guess uh, some big announcements and some clarifications on the way with the epic uh, five-year anniversary special, which uh, uh, debuted. Viewing on uh, all of your platforms this coming Monday, actually. So we've been teasing mm-hmm. it for a while. We finally got Ross and Lauren on the on the horn, and we're able yeah, to yeah. do the, our last interview. And uh, uh, so we got the whole thing all set up, and uh, super super out, excited uh, for our five year anniversary special. And June fifteenth, uh, so, right? Monday, June fifteenth. Yes, that sir. Out. Yes, sir. So definitely, uh, it's a big announcement. So be on the lookout for that. Like Devin said, the fifteenth is coming up Monday. Yeah, and then uh, uh, our Zoom rooms, our next Netflix and chat. By the way, uh, last time we did Bandersnatch, kind of more of the uh, Netflix classic. The next one uh, coming up is going to be for the Spike Lee to Five Bloods, which I guess is premiering tomorrow as we do this podcast here uh, on the you know eleventh. Uh, it'll debut tomorrow, so we're super excited for that. And yeah, then uh, next week we will be doing our show about that one, so definitely check that out. Lots of stuff sure. going down on the Geeked Up podcast. Geeked pods, if you will, but lots of stuff <laughs> If <going>. you will. <laughs> wink, wink. Listen to it on the 15th, baby. Uh, yeah, man, so a lot of stuff going on with that. And then I guess a lot of stuff going on in Coronaville, too, you know. I guess that could get us right into, uh, before we get into the news news, some... Uh, Coronaville updates news, and I guess not even uh, Coronaville news, too, just because there's been a lot going on out there since we've last recorded a Coronaville episode, and not even that long ago, you know, maybe like in the week since. Yeah, no, really. I mean, we uh, uh, just, you know, last week, I think we uh, did our Bandersnatch kind of uh, in the midst of everything that was going on, and we decided mm-hmm. to kind of wait for this show to uh, uh, comment or to talk about the whole George Floyd protest situations and everything that's been going on in the country. Absolutely, man. Especially us living in New York, too. You know, you see it uh, full force. The streets are full of protesters. uh, Yeah, no, I mean, kind of much like the coronavirus, though, uh, which is, of course, a worldwide pandemic. I mean, the whole uh, uh, protest in the streets and just civil unrest was not at all limited to New York as it was like much like the coronavirus everywhere in the country, pretty much. I think it was something like, you know, 30, uh, 35 to 45 cities over the country, which uh, kind of I kind of want to start circling the ones that didn't hold any type of protest. <laughs> uh, I bet you I can fucking guess them off. The <laughs> yeah, seriously. Pretty easy. We, which can start, ones, yeah. we can start rattling off some guesses, but I think that would be counterproductive to everything that's going on. But. Yeah, I think one of them was the uh, city where it was just a bunch of bearded white men with machine guns coming to storm uh Capitol Hill because they wanted to get to go get haircuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I guess uh, ultimately here on the Geeked Up podcast, we definitely, you know, want to officially support the whole Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd uh, uh, protest situation, you know, in every way we can, uh, uh, minus uh, uh, promoting the uh, uh, ongoing protests because we're a week uh, a week late. So I guess a week late and a dollar short with our Black Lives Matter support. But hey, I mean, you know, it's going to be an yeah. ongoing situation that country obviously uh, uh especially over the next six months leading up to the election probably get agent ronnie back on the uh, back on the show between here and there uh, yeah uh, i guess get shout agent out to ronnie the five year special on. for his thoughts but yeah, get agent ronnie back on between then and there and uh you know we're more than willing if the crowd demands it we'll definitely pull the uh ron the waiter episode too <laughs> i know Just, that's uh, true i mean hey i guess yeah very is one person to sell us <laughs> no, that's we're true. more than happy to comply <laughs> Um, and and, and we'll take Antifa or white supremacists' uh, complaints on this one. We don't give a shit. Anybody complain about Ron the Waiter, we're more than happy to oblige. It's not... But, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, definitely... Um, you know, and as well, I guess, just to, uh, you know... Uh, uh, we're obviously joking around and all, but, you know, it will be an ongoing scenario, and I think as me and Devin can really attest, as, you know, we've joked around about the for the last five years on the show, we're uh, two white suburbanites that grew up, like, super into the geek culture. We can tell you a little something about white privilege, you know what I mean? And for anybody to uh, be denying that or anything in the country, it's really just insane, and it's time to, you know, have this conversation as a nation and no, just... absolutely, man. And like, honestly, to everyone that's out there protesting, like, keep it going because this is like you're making real change out there. You know, like cops are getting fucking called out on their shit. Cops are getting charged and fired. And uh, I think a lot of the things that you're seeing now probably wouldn't be happening so quickly without the protesters out there doing what they're doing. Yes, 100 percent. 100 percent. Just a, a lot of actual tangible progress and change is like taking place right now. So, yeah, definitely. It's going to be an ongoing thing and we definitely will continue to support it. And all, you know, we didn't get to uh, talk about our experiences in the uh, last week when the, you know, real civil unrest was going on. But, you know, even in terms of that and the civil unrest and, uh, you know, the looting and rioting and all that kind of stuff, it's really been uh, in a lot of ways, you know, amazing to see the country really not turn on each other as much as we could, especially with the looting. There was really very little, like, violence, especially civilian to civilian violence. Pretty much all the violence is going on is the fucking asshole cops, uh, uh, you know, and, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. excessive force Absolutely. and police brutality. But there has really been, you know, uh, uh, like this, you know, fractured nation that was on the brink of a civil war and, like, a race war. You know, uh, up until now, it's really been the country has seemingly been very unified on this issue. Of course, there, you know, your red state idiots out there that are, uh, 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 in denial and you know like uh, like i said we need to you know continue to progress from that but like you said man we're definitely you know major changes taking place and uh it was a really disappointing week for like you know just as an american as all that was going on it was really like a shameful whole thing to watch the cops and all that kind of shit going on but really a lot of good is coming and a lot of progress is going on and Absolutely. stuff to really be proud of from that standpoint so absolutely 100 percent, man and we'll talk about uh some more cop stuff later in this episode with the news but really yeah. we did just want to uh 
definitely throw our support out there. And I mean, I guess we're both taking going. a knee right now on this party, yeah, but much, much like the idiots on uh, Capitol Hill, it doesn't really matter when we do it. But uh, uh, we're yeah, on our knee, exactly. fist in the air, over Zoom as we speak. For sure, 100%. So definitely, uh, you know, like we said, big shout out to the whole Black Lives Matter call. Hashtag BLM and uh, 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 keep the protests and the progress going and all that stuff. So definitely supporting all that. Uh, but as well, I guess, uh, uh, hand in hand with that, though, is the whole Coronaville situation. Still smack dab in the middle of Coronaville. When- you know, and I'm a big time, too, man. I guess even with the protesters, too. I'm very glad to see that, like... For the most part, 90% of the protesters I see out there are still wearing their masks. Dude, I was so happy to see 90% of the looters wearing masks. And not just to, like, cover up their face because they're going to be on camera stealing iPhones. But, like, I mean, fucking major social distancing. And uh, Dr. Fauci would be proud of the fucking assholes looting the target, you know? like. But uh, I'd be curious to see if there's going to be a big big spike in, uh, you know, corona cases. Just because of all the close proximity, especially in, like, New York and, like, big cities For like sure. LA, Chicago. No, I no, mean, and it's been such just a weird kind of uh, uh, flip-flopping of mentalities from conservatives to liberals in a lot of ways, where there was this whole, like, narrative that the red the conservatives were trying to uh, rush to get everybody out there and the liberals wanted to keep everybody away. And then kind of on a dime, it all changed, where <laughs> the whole cause and the protests are... And then all of the red staters are now saying, oh, why don't everybody stay home? And, like, we got to listen to the, the corona. So it's going to be yeah, weird how yeah. the whole spike gets kind of portrayed and everything like that, because... You know, you're. I don't think gonna make. I don't think they're gonna make a huge deal of a of a major, you know, crisis spike going on, and then kind of put a black eye on the whole protest situation. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, if they don't make any acknowledgement towards any change in health, then like, what's the? Uh, uh, then why are we still at the the beaches half capacity if nothing happened when we had you know the whole country in mass? So it's just a whole weird situation. You know, we'll have to keep our eye yeah, on it is. and hope for the best, you know, but I guess uh, in the real world, just uh, uh, factually speaking, uh, uh, pretty much uh, all of America is in the phase one of the reopening right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As uh, we have entered in here in New York City and we're kind of the uh, last, you know, uh, uh, the last in the race right now. But, We're definitely uh, the last in the race because I've definitely like seen pictures of friends of mine online now, like already sitting at bars and restaurants and yeah, at beaches like some. We're like two days into phase Probably one. Of Florida. course, Florida is at like phase uh, yeah. uh, fifteen right now. They've. <laughs> But they uh, uh, so and like we said, kind of uh, going to be state to state, different, you know, whole uh, cultures and lives, really, from state to state. But really, I mean, just in a lot of ways, if you want to look at it literally and factually, I mean, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're in the rebuild mode. We're in the, the reopening. We're in the recovery phase of this, like it or not. And if we're going to go, you know, ba- a second wave might, you know, put us back into uh, isolate quarantine uh, mode. But as of now, I mean, uh, as we speak, the country is officially in the reopening phase from coronavirus. Absolutely. And uh, like we said, state to state, that means different things as the phases are different. Uh, a lot of the uh, 
uh, states are, like we said, you know, bars, movie theaters are open at 50% capacity in a lot of states, which is of major import here on the Geek Show, of course. Uh, public things like, you know, parks and beaches are more and more open and kind of interesting, like just kind of put in perspective how that's going to work. But I think that a lot of like beaches and public places have started like registry sign in for real estate via apps and all this kind of stuff where you have to kind of like reserve your spot at the beach, which in all honesty, pretty sick. Uh, uh, I kind of like this. If that's going to be the way, because especially in overcrowded places, it's just like I always hate the assholes that just like pile up directly next to you. And I wish that there was just a more organized like, hey, idiot, you can't set up your uh, uh, three kids in your, you know, your cooler two inches from my, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm going to, under various names, reserve, you know, four to five uh, uh, blocks at a time <laughs> next to each other. And uh, coincidentally, nobody will show. <laughs> but yeah. no, but uh, uh, so that's just like an interesting whole way they're approaching that, you know, for the public places, other major kind of public places have opened like casinos are in vegas of course the shady mayor from jaws uh, i mean vegas has already opened up like uh, uh but itchy to pull the trigger like the, um, a month and a half ago she had to wait though and uh but vegas is of course packed with uh red state yeah, gamblers of course but, it uh, is i mean yeah, for I sure. Mean, I mean, check it out. Flight's got to be cheap to Vegas right now. <laughs> I know, for Finally real. stayed at a penthouse in Caesar's Palace that I've always wanted to. Yeah, know? for sure. But and I guess another, like, you know, Disney World, uh, I guess Disney Shanghai looking around the world, of course. This is a whole, you know, international pandemic and mm-hmm. whatnot. But right now the Disneyland in Shanghai is the only one open for operations. However, by mid-July, it looks like the Disney Corporation wants to have their theme parks opening up uh, uh, here in the States by mid-July, by a little bit later Disneyland in California. But right now on schedule for July 11th uh, for Disney World in Florida, which, of course, as we've talked about, has been on the cutting edge of just, like, rushing to open. Uh, open phase dating back to Vince literally like our episode two of Coronaville Vince McMahon had convinced the uh, governor of Florida to let him continue with wrestling and we talked about how Florida was going to be the capital for all things Uh, uh, Florida honestly was like last to close first to open 100% and uh, uh, they are opening up Disney World on the 11th as well have the whole planned hosting site at the ESPN Sports World Complex at Disney World, which is going to be hosting the quarantined NBA season, which will resume as sports goes on. But like the 22 teams, some of the teams that were not going to make it, uh, you know, that were uh, like totally out of it, have just said like, why am I going to risk anything to come back to just like show up Mm -hmm. and lose? So uh, 22 of the 30 teams are going to be continuing the season under, uh, uh, you know, a weird whole abbreviated situation but uh, i guess the most interesting fact is it's going to be taking place at disney world with all the games yeah. all the players you know quarantined wow. there and all that sorry so, utah jazz you can stay home <laughs> i know seriously uh of course the, the stupid new jersey nets didn't make the cut <laughs> because 
as well they moved to Brooklyn and uh, I think they did however but um, so that's interesting Major League Baseball uh, I guess in the sports world is kind of still in the process of uh, they were looking like they were going to go they're looking like they're not going to go I still find it hard to believe that they're not going to take the money but so far the sports world has been shocked that Major League Baseball has not been able to put it together yet Uh, boxing Mm -hmm. has just returned where boxing is kind of weird. It's controlled by like several promotional groups that have all the fighters. The first one to come back is uh, top rank boxing. They're kind of doing the same thing that uh, the NBA is doing in Florida. They've got like a quarantine spot in Vegas that's going to be exclusively hosting all their action. Uh, same thing with UFC is actually going to be debuting an island in Abu Dhabi. That's going to be just – it's called Fight Island. And it's just going to be like a fucking UFC quarantine – Training camps, gyms, God. and you know those fucking meat-headed idiots aren't dude, believing in any... fight island immediately, dude. The <laughs> last thing we need in quarantine times is... Just- I mean, can we occupy and make them? Can we be like Vikings and uh, uh, make them fight for our army? You know, like they are the Vikings. Dude, I don't need some gladiator island. Like seriously, next thing you know, they're going to take over the world. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, if they become a sovereign Uh nation, there's no stopping. uh, Especially, honestly, Dana White could be the most like successful, uh, ruthless business guy ever. But. Um, yeah. So that's Bob all interesting uh, in the sports world and, you know, major events. So, I mean, uh, 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 like we said, you know, ready or not, here we come in terms of the reopening of America. Because uh, as we talked about the whole time as well, it's kind of a uh, monkey see, monkey do copycat nation that we're living in and when uh, uh you know like Devin's saying me and him are literally watching our friends in other states live a 100 percent different life that's not going to sit for yeah. too long especially as the weather gets nicer and the summer goes on you know what i mean so no i mean i mean where i am i think uh it's outdoor patio seating now as of uh, a couple days ago you can actually go and uh sit outside and have a beer and whatnot at some restaurants and i think yeah. manhattan it's might be opening this weekend yeah, yeah. too. No, I think Manhattan has uh, the same thing. I mean, they've pretty much in Manhattan like done away with any type of public drinking like citations or anything for the most part anyway like outside of bars all bars are doing like open window uh, mm-hmm. uh sales and people kind of congregate not in large numbers in all honesty but you know what i mean outside of any given bar there'll be you know the three or you know, the people that are having drinks together standing outside and nobody's hassling yeah. them so it's like a, they're, they're letting it go down line. But I don't think in large groups. But you're right. Official seating cafes will be open. They're going to be uh, lifting lots of uh, 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 licenses to give more places opportunity to do that and all that kind of stuff. Good point. I hope you can't get a corona from public urination. I know, honestly, man, that has really you can been drink outside, but dude, uh... <laughs> that's been a major thing actually for me, just in terms of even like trying to go for long walks or do anything out there. It's just like so crazy uh... not having bars open to go in and stop and take a piss. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and and you can only imagine the cross-eyed look you get when you ask somebody if you can. It's like, come on, I'm sure I'm the only guy that's asked in the fucking last two weeks. Like, how dirty could the fucking bathroom be in there? You at? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's an employee bathroom that you're using. I can't go down and fucking uh, wipe the spider webs off the downstairs fucking men's room. But... <laughs> 
You know, so far it's been a no-go. But that's honestly a huge hampering issue to the whole thing. You know what I mean? I would like to tell you my disgusting pro – my pro tip to this whole situation. But I feel that would probably be incriminating myself because you can't get caught taking a piss in public right now either. So there needs to be – you need to have a prepared solution. And I will uh, will tell you that I took my cue from the great cab drivers of America – of New York City. (laughs) I'm pulling the cab driver as I call it and I'm on enough said – (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they ain't talking about snacking on cold hot dogs which is another thing those fucking <laughs> savages but i will tell you that uh, i guess yeah too man if you want to kick it like still kick it old school though during all this and if you're not quite ready to go sit in a closed movie theater i will tell you that this saturday on uh june 13th uh they're gonna be playing evil dead the 1981 cult classic in drive-in movie theaters. I know the first one's being played in like Westbrook, Maine. Yes. And, and, and it's going to be a traveling show. And this is kind of mm-hmm. what we've talked about in terms of drive-in movies and stuff like that. Like this is the kind of movie you want to see on a drive-in. You don't want to see the no, Avengers yeah. new big summer release. You know what I mean? No. Where it's like you want to see old classic you know, cult kind of movies. So really knocking it out the park with the uh, whole Evil Dead. I would argue that maybe play Evil Dead 2 is kind of, you know, everyone's kind of favorite. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. The real kind of, when it really turns into kind of a comedy spoof of itself, the second one is almost (laughs) like a comedic remake of the first one. Okay, good uh, Those movies have taken on like a real life of their own with Army of Darkness after that. And then they made the Evil Dead TV show. And then they just announced that Evil Dead 4 is getting made. Yes. Uh, but not with uh, Sam Raimi directing and not with Bruce Campbell being in it. Bruce Campbell said he retired the character after the TV show. So interesting. Be... I didn't realize that. Uh, and not Sam Raimi either? No. The okay, director's interesting. And yeah, he was handpicked by Sam Raimi to direct it. But okay. I think Bruce Campbell will still be producing it. But yeah, neither of them will be uh, starring or uh, directing it. In the Evil Dead 4, but you can, you can still, of course, see the whole team, however, in the original, and that will be like a, 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 a traveling show, like you said, starting this weekend up in Maine, but uh, they say city to city, and like we said, you know, uh, driving movies are going to be a real popular thing around the country this summer, obviously, for uh, 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 various reasons, of course, but that's a real cool uh, a cool announcement and definitely a, a, build, a potential building block. For other uh, cult, for other cult movies to take the cue, you know. For sure, so. absolutely, it is, man. So keep a lookout for that. And I guess that would get us kind of into out of the Coronaville news and into the news news. And I guess some TV show RIPs here. And this is definitely <laughs> going, in, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now. But uh, yeah, hashtag BLM, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the 33rd season of Cops was supposed to premiere this weekend, uh, and the show got canceled. So, <laughs> Cops officially the- pulled from the air. And this is definitely one of those, like, 33rd season. Like, they're still making Cops? <laughs> like, yeah, I thought yeah, I was just yeah. watching the same reruns from the 80s every weekend. Like, what the fuck? They're- these are new? Mm-hmm. Like, they had to, like, does nobody in Florida got a new car since 19? 19- I haven't seen a fucking 2000 model car on that goddamn show in fucking 20 years. <laughs> but- when I uh, first moved to Tampa after high school, we were watching Cops in my apartment that I've lived in for like a week. 
and was just like it was turned it on it was like one of it was being filmed in tampa and i was like oh no way this is awesome i just moved here and we were watching it and this guy was pulled over and getting arrested and i was just like fuck man if that fucking street doesn't look familiar and sure enough like the camera pans around and there's the entrance to my apartment complex oh hell yeah (laughs) nice major cops uh a cop sighting look at look out for barnes on <laughs> just the uh, if you see like Oaks Village or something like that, I forget what it was even called. Whispering Oaks. I mean, as we've talked like about that. before, and we've already done this break, I feel because we've like talked about cops, and as well, I guess the other hand in hand of the story is live uh, PD Live or whatever it's called, which we talked mm-hmm. a lot about. Uh, uh, as well, I guess maybe just to get into that that show as well, Live PD has officially been off the air, taken off the air, and canceled under some crazy controversy as well, as we'll get into. But uh, uh, we talked about that when it debuted that it was just like a totally insane crazy concept for a show the live cops you know what i mean yeah because at least cops is like an edited you're taking all of the most hilarious uh, hillbillies mm-hmm. from you know various and the thing with cops is they could totally just stick with white trash like i don't know why we're even canceling cops uh, hashtag blm can we just focus well, on embarrassing white people for the next uh, uh, 33 yeah, seasons well- you know, the big reason they're taking it off is because right now they don't want a show where it's like, look at these heroes out there and like glorifying yeah, like yeah. all these bad guys. Out. So I'll tell you what, man, growing up and watching cops, fucking, I'd say 80% of the time, I'm making fun of the cops. You know what I mean? I'm like, look at this fucking <laughs> mustache bozo idiot. Yeah, well, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So many times people would run away and like they'd not get caught and just like the stupid fucking cops. I watched one where like this, uh, they were like a car chase and the cop one cop tried to there was two of them the one cop because the car they were chasing kept slowing down the one guy kept trying to jump out he almost gets left once he almost gets left a second time the third time the driver just leaves him and it's like this fucking idiot (laughs) nice i know i mean of course you're always rooting for the uh the perp in cops you know (laughs) but however there's never been a more like sympathetic show towards cops because every fucking uh uh, white trash idiot or just every idiot on cops totally deserved it and had it coming like cops is definitely the best portrayal you'll see on of cops even compared to like 48 hours or other like actual cop shows like i think 48 hours makes cops looks bad because it just like kind of just shows them uh uh you know bullying uh uh people that don't know the law into like rolling on their buddies mm. under false pretenses cops just shows like look at these meth heads that they have to deal with you know what i mean and like of course you're hoping and i guess the other question begs though so are is wildest police chase videos next because <laughs> some things i can i can live with and some things i can't but for sure. and well kind of like you were saying with live pd too about like how it's crazy it was live i always thought that it was just like a shitty lie gimmick until the story recently where they <laughs> literally fucking filmed these cops pull over an African-American guy because his headlights were not being turned down and fucking tase him to death on camera. Yes, which is apparently now like the huge controversy. This was from 2019. I'm not exactly sure when, so it could be late 2019. But at this point, we're in June. So at the very least, we're talking like six months uh, uh, since the incident. And as mm-hmm. well, I guess, the major controversy revolving around the fact that uh, uh, A&E or whoever uh, uh, is like the you know controlling power of A&E that runs the show have destroyed the footage of yeah, the video, the which is like major evidence tampering and, and just like absolutely that. insane. And uh, kind of a revolving to Black Lives Matter whole situation now, what you're seeing with cops turning off their badge cam or whatnot, which would be uh, 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 which would be like parallel to a felony if a cop turns off 
their cam on the site and then, you know what I mean, turns it back on with a bloody black guy on the floor. Like, you know what I mean? That should be uh, uh, guilty right there mm-hmm. for just by turning Absolutely, it off. Dude. And uh, uh, may, uh, just uh, really suspicious for, you know, a TV company, that, a TV studio that has the footage to destroy it. You know what I mean? And you know some asshole at A&E still has the footage. Like, definitely not. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it hasn't been, you know, permanently. Uh, uh, it, it's just like the master copy has been uh, uh, de- destroyed. You know what I mean? There's definitely some uh, hilarious yeah, intern yeah, yeah. that's sitting no, on a gold mine. Right sitting somewhere. <laughs> like, you guys want to something fucking crazy? Exactly. But, uh... Uh, uh, so really, just crazy. But that whole show in general, and and we definitely, I definitely called it when that when we did our break. I wanted to go back and try to find our break about it. But that show seemed insane, and just from the standpoint, like cops, like we jo- like we joked about, you're kind of rooting. But uh, cops, like we joked about though, like you're like I'm, uh, like I'm only half joking when I say that like everybody on the show is just like a degenerate meth head. That's like you don't feel bad for. Like they edit it that way for the like every case is hilarious. Because the guy's a total idiot. You know what I yeah, mean? No, Live sure. PD, I it's assume... like you're going to take your, your uh, chances that the cops aren't being total assholes? Are you insane? You know, and like who wants yeah, to watch that? You know what I mean? Like Exactly, so... exactly. And so... here we have another standard uh, speeding ticket. Oh, yeah. wait, no, they're tasing him to death. <laughs> exactly. Like, so that whole show was, uh, uh, was the, uh, could be the worst idea I've ever heard. And shocked that it made it. Shocked that it ever got put on the, uh, on the air, to be honest. But, I mean, honestly, I guess really in a lot of ways you'd almost be more comfortable living in a world where everything the cops did was on live TV to, like, thwart this behavior. But not if Annie's going to be destroying the video, for fuck's sake. Like, Dude, yeah, exactly. I had that same thought of just, like, why not do the opposite thing and just have, like, some – I know it sounds very Black Mirror-ish, but, like, be able to just, like, turn the channels and be like, all right, no, I'm watching know, this yeah. NYPD station, dude. Just, like, no, every it. cop should be like the Truman Show where you get to just fucking yeah. watch their lives unfold. Like, oh look, Officer Scagnetti's beating his wife again. Like, wonder if this is gonna spill over into a. uh... These junk heads. Instead, we have like the head of the NYPD union like crying and being like, "Stop being mean to us. This isn't fair." (laughs) I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for real. The uh, between that asshole and the, uh, the 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 idiots in Buffalo, it's been, and then of course the guys in Florida that like hired all of those guys sight unseen, like the Florida Mm -hmm. PD, like. Hey, uh, racist assholes from Buffalo. We're looking for guys just like you down here in old Florida. Come on down, yeah. Old Cape Coral, Florida. It's fucking ridiculous, man. So, I mean, I say go on that. I guess to only get a little controversy, there's also, and I'm not even joking around about this, but there's also talks now of them canceling Paw Patrol because one of the little puppies is a cop. And it also shows him, like, well, I make sure the law is followed in this. And they're like, no. Well, Paw Patrol is like a cartoon. It's like a cartoon for like literally like toddlers, like age range from okay, like I one see. to four. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, as much as you know, I guess the, I mean, it's like a, a, it's sad that it's a controversial statement to say that to even say this, but like we can't as a nation just totally turn our back on the concept of the police in general. We have to just like mm-hmm. weed out the back bad police officers and totally change the philosophy of the police force. But we need to be like striving for a effective balanced you know equal opportunity police force that's here to protect and serve all people equally you know what i mean not just like just uh uh abolish anything that has the reference of a a cop in it at all you know what i mean like yeah we can't just turn them into the bad guy we need to you know solve the problem but 
So that's kind of crazy. No, it is. And I'm all about the defunding of the police of just like, and by that, I mean like take away their fucking tanks and machine guns. Like the police don't need to have militarized weapons. For sure. Yeah. Defunding does not totally mean privatizing and whatnot. It's like, correct. Yes. We don't like, you know, we don't need to get too political here, but it's just like the, uh, the police force doesn't need to be like the major percentage winner of the, uh, allocation of tax money. You know what I mean? But, for sure. I mean, and as much fun as it would be to uh, live in a town like Deadwood, uh, we still, uh, <laughs> you know, just nice. I got, I got dibs on, uh, uh, do- I got dibs on Swear Engines number two. All right. If, <laughs> if we're going to Deadwood, I want to, uh, I call Doherty. <laughs> nice. Start doing dirty work for, for Al. Nice. I'll be uh, Saul. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm, I'm assuming uh, a town drunk has already been taken i'm not that lucky i'm not lucky enough to who's the lesbian chick uh the lesbian alcoholic i'm not lucky enough to score that chick's gig but but um we digress calamity jane <laughs> calamity jane that's right that's right but um you know I guess we can go in a little brighter news now, though, and announce that uh, Judd Apatow, and I totally, I don't even have a good way to segue, segue into this, but... Uh, I mean, George Carlin would be proud of what's going on now, I can, I can say, so... For sure, there we go. And uh, Judd Apatow is now announced to be making a George Carlin documentary. Yes, uh, you know, he very, very six- interesting. It is. Well, you know, Judd Apatow had success making that... Uh, Gary Shandling uh, yes. documentary in 2018. The Zen Diaries which was absolutely great. Yeah, a huge fan of the Larry Sanders show and Gary Shandling in general and all. And uh, mm. uh, that was an absolutely great job he did with that. As well, he did one of my favorite, especially as a big Mets fan, but he did one of my favorite 30 for 30s, the Doc and Daryl 30 for 30 for ESPN about Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberries, like careers getting sidetracked by drugs and all. He sure. uh, uh, was responsible for that as well. So he's done some great documentary work. Well, I mean, and also, too, if you kind of want to point it out, in the same aspect, uh, you get to come out, but the King of Staten Island is kind of like a docu-pick about Pete Davidson, too, you know? Yes, very true, very so, true as well. We've talked a little bit about that movie. I mean, I'm honestly not very excited for Definitely going to see it and all. You know, mm-hmm. it just uh, uh, seems a little... Something that just doesn't seem right about it. Maybe it'll be, you know, uh, maybe it'll be great. Definitely going to give it the opportunity, but a little bit more excited for the Carlin, uh, the prospects of the Carlin documentary. You got to be honest. Absolutely, man. And I guess for someone like me, too, who just like knows a lot about Carlin, I'm definitely of the age where like by the time all his stand up and like the things that made him so big were out, you know, I was already a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. So I never can't say okay, I mean, me and Devin were both born around like what eighty three, you know, uh, early eighties mm-hmm. anyway for both of us. By that time, Carlin was like you know most uh, one of, already on his way to being one of the all time greats, and you know HBO specials already. and all that. Like yeah, I mean yeah, you know what I mean. He hosted the first episode of SNL. There's a yeah, I mean you know he goes I mean? down as like you know unarguably in any circle top three comedians of all time. You know what I mean? Like uh, no uh, doubt. So it's, we're talking, you know, absolute legend in the comedy world. And has so really funny. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying, it's so funny that looking at the things that, like, looking back at the things that, like, got him banned from theaters back in the day, 
versus like what you can say now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, he was saying like poo poo shitty fucks. And they're like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I remember seeing Carlin like in, uh, uh, you know, a couple years before he died, 2005, something like that, you know, uh, early 2000s. And he was hilarious. He did a great show of, like, some best of great bits as well as, like, some hilarious, like, just a, a, a new, like, curmudgeonly old guy new stuff. There's <laughs> one bit was like, I only wash my hands after I take a shit. <laughs> it was just this, like, <laughs> him just being this, like, cranky old man but was still fucking hilarious. But, uh, no, it's funny, man. Yeah, because he died in 2008. He's only 71, or he was 71, you know, and Carlin aspect that's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I guess for the documentary wise, I'm just excited to see it just because I'm sure there's going to be a lot I don't know about him and like a lot of jokes that I don't know. I remember my buddy was reading one of the Carlin books and I was just like kind of perusing it at some point. And there was just a really funny thing about it. He was so young when he started smoking weed that. His mom didn't know, like, what to yell at him about because weed wasn't such a thing then. So she'd come home and be like, what are you, drunk? And be like, no. She's like, oh, your breath doesn't smell like liquor. She's like, what's under your arm, beer? And he's, she's like, no, it's just a box of Oreos. I'm like, all right, yeah, go on up to your room. <laughs> you're clear. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you're right, definitely, uh, uh, you know, and for Carlin being, like, one of the all-time legends, you know, he's uh, still kind of of the air. He started in the 60s, but, you know what I mean, for the last, we've got, like, 40 years of, like, everything he said was on, uh, uh, was filmed via interview or performances or whatnot, so just, like, uh, uh, there's going to be an amazing amount of footage to go through between early Carlin performances and late year interviews up, and all sorts of stuff. I hope they bring up the dark time though, when he was the conductor on Thomas, the toy engine, <laughs> which is like, what, what a crazy thing. Dude, you know who the conductors are? Isn't the total side note on that? The conductors are in the Thomas, the toy engine. It's such a good random fucking cast of people as George Carlin, Ringo Starr and Alec Baldwin. Wow! <laughs> At all different times, were the conductor on a okay, interesting. Because I don't even know what Thomas the Toy Engine is. It's like a it's another Again, cartoon. It's show? like a little kid. PBS, okay, interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. I, for like little kids. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I've heard of like Thomas the the Thomas the Engine or whatever. But yeah, okay, interesting. So Carlin played uh, the conductor, followed by uh, or I guess maybe started with Ringo. Uh, followed I with Carlin, went in, dude. But I know it was Baldwin, Carlin, and Star. Hilarious. Oh. I mean, major shoes to fill for the next, uh, uh, for the current day. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying stock in whoever's Thomas the Toy Engine now. Like, fuck. I mean, knowing this people, I'm guessing Bill Burr. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is the uh, commandant. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on, Thomas the Toy. Good. We got a stop to make. All right, you fat little fucking kids. Get on the train. Like, all right, <laughs> Conductor Baldwin. Jesus. <laughs> And I mean, I guess kind of just bringing about uh, talking about Chappelle uh, and I guess, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter. But if you want some uh, poignant uh, uh, yet hilarious thoughts on white privilege and social injustice, Chappelle, uh, uh, there's a YouTube clip of Chappelle dealing with a heckler. Have you seen oh, that? Seen That's this, gone man. viral. I've seen Fucking amazing, it's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's you're, amazing. Dude. Everybody should watch it. And you know what I mean? Carlin is really... Looked at as, you know, uh, the all-time, you know, legend of comedy. Dave Chappelle is an absolute legend, le living legend as well. And it's uh, uh, if he's not already right up there with Carlin, Dave Chappelle is, you know, before he goes, will, uh, uh, will be in that same, you know, prior Carlin echelon. 
And, you know, definitely just to celebrate the all-time great stand-ups. As you're thinking Absolutely. about your Carlin Doc, definitely YouTube Chappelle White Privilege. Mm-hmm. And as well, Louie has some amazing white privilege stuff. As a white guy, you know, and from like uh, bits past, dates past, and mm-hmm. I don't know if we can, I don't know if we can let Louie back in now. <laughs> Given that we've got bigger fish to fries than the public masturbators. I'm going uh, comedy bang bang rules on that one. That uh, Scott Ackerman, the host of Comedy Bang Bang, says that you're allowed to listen to all the stuff of somebody or watch all the stuff of somebody up to the point where you found out that they're a creep. Okay, I see. So, like, you're allowed to watch, like, American Beauty still with Kevin Spacey because <laughs> you didn't know any better then. Okay, great. But if, you're, uh, if you're a huge fan of Baby Driver, for instance, okay. uh, yeah, there might be a little trouble. So I don't need to throw away my usual suspects DVD. I can still keep my <laughs> Frasier no, no, Frasier box set, given the whole... Uh, <laughs> okay, very interesting. So I guess this then that rule would apply because Louis <laughs> yeah. has like done in past specials he did a great bit about and just to put in perspective in a comedic way for white people that try to uh, argue, you know what I mean that we have an advantage in life just by being mm-hmm. white men, you know what I mean like it's just uh, uh Louis will put it in a very funny context. So yeah. and as well Chappelle, like I said, and as well, of course, I'm sure Carlin, just the time, timeless nature of his comedy, has definitely dealt with this stuff in the real racial revolution of the late '60s and you know early '70s and all when Carlin came to prominence. So I'm sure he's got some beyond uh, deep inspirational stuff to say on the subject as well. But uh, really excited, though. You know, we've kind of talked about it as well kind of recently, maybe with the Eddie Murphy or whatnot. But, you know, stand-up comedy just does not get the big uh, big world respect in a lot of regard, where there isn't, like, the uh, definitive Richard Pryor documentary. There isn't the definitive Carlin uh, 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 retrospect look into his life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. just cool to see stand-up comedy uh, on, in the forefront a little bit here, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. And even talking about Carlin and, uh, you know, hoping they talk about the Thomas the Toy Engine stuff, I also got to hope in this documentary they talk about his big role as uh, Rufus in the first two Bill and Ted movies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for a generation of geeks, uh, (laughs) George Carlin is most known as Rufus. (laughs) I mean, honestly, dude, the first Bill and Ted movie came out in 89. So it's honestly probably my first introduction to George Carlin was one hundred percent. Yeah, no, me and you are of the age like we're talking about. Like we missed the irreverent, uh, controversial, edgy Carlin, and but we were right along for the uh, bogus adventure and uh, the excellent adventure, the bogus journey. Yeah, we were we were right there. Because I mean, I was young enough that I didn't get the sixty-nine joke in Bill and Ted. (laughs) <laughs> in the first Bill and Ted, where they're like, if you're really the other us's, dude, what number am I thinking of right now? And they're like, 69, bro. And I was like, why? Did they tell them that each other at some point? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, Barnes. Do I need to teach you everything? I, uh... <laughs> but they did a uh, drop the trailer for the new Bill and Ted movie. Bill and Ted faced the music. The new trailer came out, and they dropped it on what day? Bill and Ted Day. Uh, June 9th, 69, bro. Oh, wow. Much like Star I don't, Wars. Yeah, I don't know if this one's going to have the staying power as May the 4th. <laughs> but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to. They dropped the trailer. They dropped it on June 9th because of that very reason. Like, yeah. I mean, next June 9th, major 69 party at my house. I don't know how I, I, don't know how I, I've let I this know. one. Uh, 
You might want to uh, reword that invitation, dude. <laughs> no, I'm going full out sex orgy. It's gonna get. Fun. It's gonna <laughs> okay. go down in mine. But I mean, you honestly, what your, a murderer's uh, row of months between the a four twenty May the fourth and now June the ninth. I mean, uh, and I guess a three eleven day. And uh, for all my three eleven fans, uh, March eleventh, of course, but. Um, but honestly, dude, the trailer not looking too bad. Gotta be honest, <laughs> kind of psyched yeah, for FaceTime. I'm gonna be or face the music rather. No, it's crazy. I mean, dude, it's been almost uh, thirty years since there's been a Bill and Ted. Like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure came out in '89. Two years later, they made Bogus Journey, which was uh, you know, some people say it's not as good. I say it fucking holds up <laughs> just as well. <laughs> Because now I'm a little older. I'm getting the jokes a little more. Yes. Uh, and for the younger food. generation, though, as well, and for, like, your Andy Twans, potentially, uh, your international geeks, you'll never imagine how fucking huge Bill and Ted was back in the early 90s. Like, we talk about it, how we don't have necessarily the pop culture, the, the, the weasels and the hilarious pop culture fads that we did in the 90s, your Urkels, your Bill and Ted's. But these fuckers yeah. were huge. Your Alps. <laughs> your Alps, exactly. But no, no doubt, man. I mean, anytime I ever saw a uh, one of those phone booths that like their door would shut outside, I was never thinking Superman. I was thinking <laughs> Bill and Ted. Come on. You're either a Superman or a Bill and Ted. We're definitely um, definitely a Bill and Ted. It's crazy they still made this. It's crazy that like Alex Winter, the guy that plays uh, the guy that's not Keanu Reeves, exactly. Yeah, we all know. Is, like, not dead or like a crackhead or some shit, dude. Like, yes, one hundred percent. I've read that him and Keanu Reeves have stayed like really good friends, and that like Keanu Reeves, I guess Alex Winter makes a lot of like short independent films that Keanu Reeves will like make cameos in or like document like support money for. And whatnot. Interesting, so, like, interesting. Still- that's Nobody. hilarious that they still have that Bill and Ted's bond, but yeah, no, great call. The fact that he isn't like a, a teenage junkie that like is a, uh, that this isn't his big comeback is absolutely shocking. Yeah. The fact no that doubt. he's not like yeah. he looks better than Keanu in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. I mean, and this is one of those classic like 2020 and... era, just uh, uh, immediately picking up where we left off 30 years later for no reason. Like this isn't like we're not we're, we didn't cast Ashton Kutcher and and and, uh, and Stifler to play Bill and Ted, and <laughs> no, Bill no, and no, Ted no. are gonna make like a cameo. No, no, no. This is like the exact same storyline picking up. And it very much yeah. like paralleling the real world of these two idiots, where it's just like, man, remember in the early '90s when you guys were like destined to be famous stars and change the world? Yeah, <laughs> well, that didn't did happen. That. So, <laughs> yeah, be excellent to each other. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I mean, Keanu. When did it fall apart for Keanu? Because I mean, let's face it, the Matrix to like potentially trilogy about, of man? the two thousands. Huh? John Wick, the John Wick trilogy is fucking fire. Oh, that's dude. right. Yeah, yeah. John Wick's are yeah, yeah. Fire. So, yeah, yeah. Keanu hasn't gone away then, really. Uh, no, not at all, man. He was. Uh, he's still dude. I mean, he's had some flops here and there for sure. Who and he definitely has Keanu lost Reed. like all respect. We might need to get Keanu. We might need to get Mans from the Keanu, the Keanu Club to help us along with this one when it comes out. But the uh, 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 he's uh, uh, has kind of lost all respect, though. I feel even though the John Wicks, maybe he did actually come back with John. I disagree Wick. with you, man. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the John Wicks have been amazing. But there was the time everybody kind of could agree that he was pretty bad in the Matrix, especially as that trilogy kind of ran its course. 
you know. I think the third one sucked, dude. But I, I, I'm uh, one of those weird. Uh, I still throw on my leather outfit and watch <laughs> The Matrix every now and then. Pop a red pill and watch The Matrix. <laughs> but yeah. uh, and I mean, Why Speed has become head, such bro? like a relic of hilarious. You know what I mean? Like Speed Two is thought of as like one of the all-time bad cheesy movies. So I mean, yeah, Keanu kind of has like a weird respect speed. level. But I guess John Wick, really being one of the best action franchises of recent year, really has brought him back to like you know major sure. superstar. And so much so that they're making a new Matrix movie too with him in it. Wow, I didn't even realize. The they're not the Wachowski brothers anymore. They're the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis? Were they fucking getting married? <laughs> what happened? No, do you not know this? They literally, both of them got sex changes, dude. What the fuck? Are you serious? Both I, Wachowski I, brothers? So they're now the Wachowski sisters? Can we just call them? <laughs> I'm going with the sisters. I mean, if they've well, both gotten uh, sex changes. I which of the brothers did it first, and then they were just the Wachowskis. And it was like a big deal, like, oh, wow, like, Jerry Wachowski is transgender. Good for him. And then, like, six years later, his brother fucking transitioned, too. And, uh, wow. They're both fucking, yeah. Fuck. I mean, so, first, uh, so first transsexual own, sisters like to win the Oscars next year? I'm going, yeah. My, my early pick is... Uh, Fucking A. Well, that's major breaking news. I mean, that is... I don't know if this happened, like, years ago, but fuck, that is news yeah, to me. Yeah, it's breaking news for uh, Waylon, though. I mean, I guess a kind of a shout-out to our five-year anniversary special that's coming up. We didn't really talk about it in the special, but remember the early days of the Geeked Up podcast? What a big running storyline Caitlyn Jenner was? Because we started the show, and Caitlyn Jenner was, like, full-on hilarious man. And then, by Bruce, now... Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was all the Bill Burr hate. There was uh, the whole SBs thing that we talked about. That uh, yeah, because I was like, I waited. Know. I've talked about them, but I was I worked as a waiter for the whole Kardashian family at a restaurant in like before the sex change. We're talking like you know early two thousands. But I remember when he was Bruce, and I'm pretty sure when we started the show, it was like right as the uh, uh, transformation was taking place. And now yeah. here we come five years later. We got the Wiskowski sisters now putting out the Wachowski. Matrix 4. So. <laughs> but Bill and Ted, uh, you know, they're still doing it. Uh, I think the plot, to get back to Bill and Ted, I think the plot of this one is now they're trying to make the great song that is. Uh, do you remember the plot of Bill and Ted? The future was all like peaceful and like perfect because of Bill and Ted. Like they yeah, were almost yeah. like weird as like gods and then you know, <laughs> the second one they die and they go to hell and there's the robot bill and ted's from the future yes and then they come back and then they fast forward they come back as like zz top because i remember the second one ends and they play like rock and roll something like rock and yeah, roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah in a uh, in a very back to the future style uh marty mcfly jamming out <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wonder what's going to happen in this one. They do in, like, classic um, new, not remakes of movies, but, like, the continuation. They both have daughters in this one who are both, like, the stony Bill and Ted et version of them. You know? Okay, interesting. So instead of uh, 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 futuristic robots, we're getting uh, uh, daughters yeah. Teen, so teen imagine, girl Bill and Ted's. Okay. Yeah, I imagine they're still married to the princesses. You know? <laughs> now, is this where Christine Shaw comes in place? I see that she's in the cast. I don't know. Do you know who's in the no, cast? I don't think she's one of the daughters. She's probably going to be like some historical figure. She's probably going to be like Joan Jett. Yeah, yeah. Like good call. Maybe Emmy Rossum. Who are we talking for teen daughters? Do we have any? Uh... How about my chick I, the, from. The, how about my girl from definitely. Wrong Missy? 
<laughs> Dude, great. What was her? Uh, Why isn't Lauren Lapkus in this? Lapkus, yes. Let's get Lapkus down there for. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> but uh, the guy that plays Death is coming back to play Death in it again. Unfortunately, okay. you know, R.I.P. Carlin, but no Rufus. Although I got a feeling we might see like a Rufus flashback or something. You know what I mean? Oh, like... there's definitely going to be an explanation of why there's no Rufus. R.I.P. <laughs> Most awful circumstantial events, bro. <laughs> I don't even know what said, bro. But, I mean, we even talked about Bill and Ted recently in my uh, Implied Stoners, you know. Okay, you yes. Bill and Ted smoking weed. They did make our call. Yeah, they did make our list. Uh, how about, do we have any news on potential release uh, uh, plan for this whole situation as well? Don't believe it or not, dude. August uh, August 21st this year, this summer, it's, it's going to be a summer release. They finished enough of it, and uh, it got edited down enough. They were able to work on this movie, I guess, during the coronavirus is not one of those movies that's getting pushed back it's okay. coming out this this august nice so, so in select red all. states at 50 percent capacity go check out <laughs> yeah. bill and ted's adventure <laughs> or bill and ted's uh, face the music but again perfect drive-through movie yeah 100 percent, dude that's a great call go but... see fucking bill and ted face the music <laughs> but uh you know talk about bill and ted in a movie that's been uh, almost 30 years in the making Two classic buddies going on adventures together and uh, you know, facing the challenges against them. It got us thinking, maybe we should take a closer look at uh, some of our favorite buddy TV and movies. All right, closer look, as always, Andre Davi on the Closer Look song. Thank you very much. Closer look. <laughs> Liam Whalen remix. <laughs> Not the first time. It gets inside. Uh, it gets inside my bones. That goddamn Andre Davia. <laughs> Not the first time you might have heard a Liam Whalen remix on one of these. I don't know if it was this or uh, the Netflix and chat, but there's definitely just a... <laughs> yeah, kitschy questions, the kitschy questions song. But like we said, uh, in honor of Bill and Ted, we're talking uh, movies with buddies, best buddies, I guess, movie and TV show. <laughs> Yes, I mean, obviously, yeah. Bill and Ted is uh, uh, probably the, the definitive 90s uh, friends. And I'm looking right at you, friends. <laughs> as, uh, uh, but, of course, I think on this one, I'm going to be trying to focus. I got a little bit of both, but I'm trying to go more like best friends than groups okay. of friends. Okay? Because, of course, when you think friends, I think friends, like I said. <laughs> and I guess in friends, I would have to go Joey and Chandler. We're kind of like yeah. the two. They're the two most comedic relief. But Joey's always kind of felt that they were like the two closest who the hell? Uh, they're only hanging out with Ross because he's got a hot sister, and his uh, and his hot sister's friends with two hot chicks. So, and then sure. I guess for the chicks, you'd go what Monica and Rachel, and like I don't for know sure. what the hell Phoebe's doing there, but <laughs> you know everyone needs that one friend. Uh, I mean, I guess if we're going buddies, I'm kind of I'm all over the board here with this one, and uh, you know since it's buddy, can movies... I say Franklin and Rosie? Because I see what I got Frankie back here on Zoom. So... Butthole right there. <laughs> but yes, once I get their movie off the uh, off up and running, definitely uh, Franklin and Rosie. Um, I guess since it is though buddy movies, uh, I'm going to geeked up all star. But uh, Air Bud and the little kitty shoots hoops with. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> yeah, that'll count, I guess. It's all in the title. I mean, Airbud can't do it by himself. You know, he needs a perfect point guard to throw those <laughs> passes for him to his pippin, if you will. If uh... I mean, we'll have to get Orla on the horn to find out what this guy's name is, what Airbud's uh, 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 friend's name is, yeah. but. But uh, I guess keeping that same aspect, though, too, of just kind of animal cartoonish friends. But uh, I'm going Scooby and Shaggy also from the Scooby-Doo game. Okay, great call. Great <laughs> I call. I mean, I... that's one where there's definitely a whole gang of them. But let's be honest, Scooby and Shag are really the uh, – mm-hmm. they're the two besties. And they're as well the one that uh, that I would w- most want to hang out with. If I needed to go on an adventure with any of the – I'm clearly going Scoob and Shag. Okay, okay. <laughs> Um, I guess if you're going just best friends, though, best friends and movies, I would say, what about Superbad with uh, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill? Of course, of course. Movie is there, you know, best friends. Yep, and that's definitely about, like, you know, a friend's tale, you know what I mean? Like a coming-of-age mm-hmm. tale. Uh, told it was written by th- Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg when they were, like, 15. It's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even, like, the backlog of that one is best friends. I guess I kind mm-hmm. of had super bad, kind of lumped in with, like, with a bunch of the other Apatow movies. Because let's face it, like, Apatow loves telling the story of uh, of, of buddies, you know, mm-hmm. and really like forty-year-old virgin, but uh, really all of the uh, Apatow movies contain like a best friend dynamic in there. I mean, even his TV shows, Freaks and Geeks, and uh, Undeclared, both okay. uh, all buddies either in high school or college. Exactly, good group of friends. I'll kind of give you a couple of my big definitive ones that I was kind of more going with when we uh, uh, talk about best friends, much like Bill and Ted. And I think we've covered a lot of them in recent, uh, uh, recent movies and recent you know, uh, Closer Looks, actually, especially with our stoner movies. But a lot of best mm-hmm. friends in the stoner movie uh, genre. And I guess uh, uh, Bill and Ted, kind of like a little bit of a 90s version of like a, a Cheech and Chong kind of thing, where Bill and Ted a little bit For more sure. under-the-radar stoners, like you were saying. But, you know what I mean, kind of like two friends where they're uh, uh, Extreme eccentric personalities kind of really take the you know main plot line, and Cheech and Chong, of course, like you know, not only known as potheads but also besties. <laughs> well, for sure, and I guess in my uh, you know in my non pothead pothead buddies, but you gotta can't forget a uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead, of course, of course, yes, best friends, even though they're always giving each other shit. Same kind of that aspect. What about a Ren and Stimpy? I feel like our uh, best buds. Okay, yeah, for sure. Into a, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess in an animated, uh, if we're going our animated block, I guess the South Park crew of- would be like a, a a group of friends. But yeah, mm-hmm. definitely Beavis and Butthead. They as well, of course, spun off into the movie world. But pretty much all of their, you know, movies and stuff, episodes are all like relating to storylines of two friends. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the plot line in most things. Uh, a couple uh, uh, other uh, uh, in the '90s, all right. Of course, where me and Devin, uh, where me and Devin choose to st- choose to continue to live. But two uh, favorite buddies of all time. But of course, Harry and Lloyd, <laughs> and the hijinks of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> All right. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for a cross-country adventure, and uh, uh, they seem to really care about each other as much as those two idiots could care about things. But mm-hmm. as well, I'm going Wayne and Garth. Okay, sure. Wayne's was... world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's the 
They okay, two of them, just like uh, Bill and Ted, they got two movies. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then I've got another kind of to kind of close out the '90s. This one's a little bit different, though, where there's a, a little bit more of a group dynamic, I guess. But it kind of does boil down to Favreau and Vaughn being so money, baby. But Swingers is like a best sure, friends dude. movie. Like the whole movie yeah, I mean, is about of them, the bond of friends. Two, you know? Yeah. Well, even then, those two are like the best. Those two are the ones that go to Vegas together. Yeah. Well, doesn't Vaughn's brother go to Vegas as well, or is it just... No, just the two of them go okay, to Vegas together. Yeah, but... Um, so, and I guess another 90s, I guess... Uh, I'm sorry, to actually finish off the 90s, I was supposed to say this one earlier, but Jay and Silent Bob, uh, definitive 90s uh, uh, besties, and as well, they're like yeah. two kind of a believable group. They each pl- uh, play their own hilarious dynamic where one guy uh, uh, does all the talking and the other guy you know, just hilariously uh, writes all the uh, movies and shows. But uh, uh, they as well are like a, you know, you see one, any of those that you that you, I just mentioned, you see one, you think of the other. You know what I mean? Like there's no Wayne without Garth. There's no Cheech without Chong. Even Cheech and Chong, I guess, is a good example because, like, they'll do cameos not in Cheech and Chong movies, but, like, remember, like, that Scorsese movie After Hours where they're just, like, Cheech and Chong not playing themselves but playing themselves, (laughs) and there's, like, all sorts of, you know, they'll always wind up. But where you see one, you see the other. I have uh, two kind of more in, like, the group of friends thing. Uh, Might be seem a little out there, but... I'm going to lump them together because it's basically the same thing, but I'm going to say the kids from It and the kids from Stranger's Things. <laughs> okay, are all nice. Like little buddies running around. For sure. Great I call, mean, uh, especially with Stranger Things, just because it's become such a big, you know, col- uh, such a big, you know, pop culture sensation, really all revolving around like the nostalgic genre of like a, a group of friends, an 80s group of ragtag group of friends movie, you know, and uh, like, you, like the friends dynamic really playing a huge part. Uh, and then I'm going to say uh, the gang. If we're going little groups here, I'm going to say the gang from uh, Workaholics. Again, okay. it's kind of the whole part of the show is this three best friends living in the same house together and for sure smoking pot and working some shitty job. And then I guess one more for me that I'm going to throw out there, and uh, it's another geeked up all star uh, classic. Goes in the non human sidekicks. But it's definitely not a buddy movie. But the two, the friendship of these two best friends shines through all the movies they're in together. And of course, Han and Chewie from uh, the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, I still had them in my uh, non-human partner. But I mean, you can't you can't uh, deny the bond of friendship between Chewie and uh, and Han. <laughs> so definitely i guess we have a little bit of a group dynamic a little bit of a click there you know you got c3po at least 3po and r2d2 you consider besties you know for sure and uh uh you know the whole gang there though but that's a definite you know powerhouse uh powerhouse couple between chewy and han um 
I don't know if I have anything as good. Uh, I guess maybe I got one more as good as uh, uh, Han and Chewie. But I did want to throw out just uh, uh, the other kind of two groups that I had. Uh, uh, and again, kind of a similar dynamic, both the TV shows. But how about the gangs from Seinfeld and the gangs from It's Always Sunny? As they're like the whole show kind of revolves around the group dynamic between the various relationships. Jerry and George, Jerry and Kramer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, the different uh it's always sunny guys and they're you know crazy shenanigans for sure i mean it's pretty much the same dynamic setup in always sunny and seinfeld just one is to like the next degree but yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure but you know little group guys with the one girlfriend in the group it's, but, uh, but i guess the uh for me my uh my definitive buddy move my, my definitive buddy group however though would have to be uh, i thought you were building up to it with the unmistakable bond between han and chewy but i'm going uh, uh the uh all-time buddy group the geeked up boys liam and devin <laughs> after five years of our podcast we're officially on the list of we haven't made a movie yet officially but neither did the seinfeld boys so uh, or neither the seinfeld <laughs> yeah, crew true. so that's <laughs> True. I mean, can we right, throw the comedy it. bang bang uh, group in there? Or are they? Uh, do they? Do There's Mike and the Mad Dog count? I think they hated each other, but Stan and Haney, <laughs> local. Uh... But the Geeked but, Up uh, Boys definitely uh, an all-time buddy crew, and definitely celebrate the five years with the uh, big five-year anniversary special coming at you uh, this upcoming week. So, oh, yeah. Monday the 15th. By the time Maybe most of you year. listen to this, the five-year special will be up as well. So definitely uh, enjoy that. And big sh- and uh, enjoy that. And big thanks and shout-out to all of the guests and voices that you heard on the show. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, of course, keep a lookout for us. Uh, review of The Five Bloods on Netflix and chat coming out soon next week, I believe. Yes, yes, uh, yes, sir. Uh, next week we got Netflix and chat with the uh, Spike Lee, the newest Spike Lee joint. Which, given mm-hmm. the uh, uh, situation of the country, perfect time for a Spike Lee joint to hit the. Uh, they're definitely perfect time for like a Spike Lee press tour. Anyway, as uh, I, know, I know, this week he sat down with the Saints and uh, <laughs> tried to convince Drew Brees that fucking. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so Spike Lee will be out there a little bit more this week, and uh, super excited for Defy Bloods next week. Defy we Netflix and chat. Of course, join us this Friday night and every Friday night at 8 p.m. on Zoom, where we'll be talking maybe more of our uh, best buds in film and TV, plus some other things. And I would say join now where the joining's good, man, because like we've been saying, things are starting to open up, and people are starting to maybe be going out again on Fridays that uh, – you know, I can't say definitively these Friday night Zoom rooms will last forever. So, you know, get in here while the get in here is good, you know. Yeah, for real. The second we have anything else better to do with our lives, that's going to be it for the <laughs> yeah. No, uh, we're going to uh, continue the Zooms. But, yeah, definitely get in while the getting's good anyway. Get in on that. We post it on Facebook for now. Uh, maybe in the future some other things. But, of course, if you're not on Facebook, you can always email us in at thegeekedoutpodcast at gmail.com that's for yes. every zoom room friday night eight o'clock yes sir yes sir that's the geeked up podcast gotta put that the in there for the email at gmail.com and uh, sure. get the zoom sure. room as well just let us know everything else on your geek mind your favorite buddy movies 
and uh, mm-hmm. uh, what you've been up to with your phase one of the uh, Coronaville opening and all that. So if you can't join the Zoom room, let us know on the Geeked Up podcast. But Absolutely. I guess that would be it for this episode of the Geeked Up podcast, Life in Coronaville. Uh, I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. And I know some of you are, have been going back to work. But if you're not working tomorrow, why don't you go ahead and get geeked up? Ooh, baby. Hey! Ooh, baby. It's time to get geeked up. Woo! What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.